Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Monsters podcast says we've been live for two minutes. Says we've been live for no, I think that's 13. It says 14 seconds on my ticker, but that's okay. Mine says two minutes and 12 seconds. Well, you're you're wrong. I didn't hit, I didn't push it that long ago because I just pushed the button. So this is uh, time. Believe in monsters. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at bim underscore pod. We are on the believe podcast network at believe network b-l-e-a-v uh your host over there with the beautiful bald head is mr lucas berry you can find him on twitter at lberry underscore 40 i am your other host for the evening mr chris krogman at shy bears 1985 once again we are missing or getting a late appearance from a Mr. Joe Gaither, who is covering Bama basketball for Tide 100.9. So go fucking call their hotline and give Joe mm-hmm. a world of shit to listen to this podcast and hear that. If you're watching on YouTube, you can check out my new background. I got the uh, him flag up. Justin Fields is him with the number one as the I. That is fire as fuck. Uh, thank you to whatever Twitter person I hijacked this from. Uh, you are the real queen. It was, ah, oh, goddammit. Let me find her name. Because it was fucking, this is, I, I think it's great. There's another one with him, but he, uh, Fields is standing there. So, it, like, his jersey, like, makes the eye. So it's like Fields looking out over the line of scrimmage. And then, uh, I like that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Ronetta. Uh, so at Remy Love Sports. Thank you for the background. I hijacked you, but I appreciate you. Uh, so Bears, Eagles. Much closer game than we thought. Went to the game with some friends. Uh, yeah, much closer game than we thought. The under was the play, and Bears. Plus, whatever you got it at eight and a half, nine. Either well, one you said play. you said it was a mortal. You said it was a mortal lock as soon as I said hammer the over because it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. There's no fucking. There's like, dude. Like I love when you get puffy, dude. Because like when you're wrong, there's no like there's you, there's silence, and when you're right, there's like reposts and Twitter. I told you so's and all kinds of shit, just like everybody does. But it's just, it's funny. <laughs> it's just funny. I do it too. Well, it's great. Hey, I, I appreciate you saying it with your chest. I stopped doing that now because I just don't want to deal with the repercussions. I really don't care. I don't right. care. I'll own it. Right. I the know. fact that we I stayed know. in that game is good. I mean. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. I thought <sighs> the defense is actually playing much better. Uh, Kyler Gordon, man. Kyler Gordon looked great. And the Bears, dude, like, I, this is one of the coaching things I talked about early, early, early was coming out of bye weeks and having extended time to prep for an opponent and how the coaching staff was going to do that. And they did very well. You know, this is a very, very well planned game plan. Uh, I mean, obviously the offense wasn't phenomenal. Justin doing a lot again with his with his legs and almost scored on that one scramble. Uh, stepped out of bounds at like the eleven or whatever, and then Monty immediately took it in. So Monty with the double touchdown. Haven't seen that. In fucking who knows? Of course, of course. This is the week I have a fantasy football buy, and all my fuckers go off. Jalen Waddle and. You know Montgomery and everybody's like scoring touchdowns, and now Hurts is hurt, and next week already looks abysmal. So whatever. Um, yeah. So Lucas, give us the uh, 
you were there talked a little bit pre-show about the vibe at soldier and the the tailgate experience why don't you give the folks at home your uh your rundown of uh you said you guys said you partied in the boat harbor lot burnham lot burnham lot closest to closest to soldiers fields and uh what was the vibe like? What were the other fans like? Were there a lot of Philly fans in the in the tailgate lot? What was going on there? Uh, definitely a decent amount of Philly fans. I mean, they always travel well. Uh, you know, we had a few in our group as well. I would say, you know, majority of the stadium definitely was Bears fans, but definitely a decent representation from the Eagles. Uh, not a total sellout, which is kind of the first first time I've seen that at Soldier most of the time that stadium's always packed and sold out but decent turnout I mean it was a it was a definitely a cold day um the Bears are obviously a three-win team so nothing too exciting but uh you know Fields should have people excited and still going to games because he does something every single week that <clears throat> you know makes makes us drop our jaws on the floor and it's insane but the uh the vibes at the game are great the tailgate was great um you know the Philly fans there were actually great, which is the first time I've I've probably experienced that. Uh, but I've never, I guess, went to an Eagles game outside of the links. So definitely a lot of uh, enjoyable moments, you know, and uh, shared memories with a lot of people there. So that was fantastic. Uh, you know, we met up with a, a gentleman from the Philly area dressed up as, you know, a giant eagle after the game. He He swung by for some fireball shots with us. And we had our our man Bren was dressed as a uh, a bear, so we had the eagle man and the bear man together, uh, and we we shared a fireball shot. And he told us, you know, a lot of the Eagles fans there came up to us after the game and, and really were, uh, just like Fields is the guy. He you guys found you guys found your QB. So we got a lot of that after the game, which is great to hear, just unprompted from another fan base. Um, and uh, yeah, overall, I mean, the Bears fought. Like you said, Eberflus, very solid game plan coming out of the uh, the bye week there. And this is the second, or I guess third time we've seen it this year because we've had the extended extended week, the bye week, and maybe second time this year. Anyway, the yeah, Bears we are, were that, really prepared. We had that especially mini bye, or kind of the mini bye, the Thursday all the way to Monday nighter against the Patriots right. where – we came out and just absolutely mollywopped them in in Foxborough, which was which was great to see uh, at the time. But well, that sounds like a lot of fun, man. I really wish I could have come um, and and hung out with you guys at Soldier and, and watched us compete with the one of the best teams in the league, to be honest, and one of the best offenses in the league held. Held most of them down. AJ Brown definitely got his. Devonta Smith looked pretty scary at times. Uh, but they Hurts both had. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I think they both had like. Didn't they each have a well over 100 yards? I think I Brown, had, like Brown 180. had 180. Um, let's see here. And Smith, I think, Mr. had 150. Smith had 126. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I don't even know if they had anyone else catch any passes really. Yes, yeah, they really didn't. Um, so Hertz went twenty-two of thirty-seven for three fifteen. Did have the two picks uh, on the day. He also ran for sixty-one yards and three touchdowns. Um, AJ Brown had nine for one eighty-one, and Smith had five for one twenty-six. Uh, next highest. <laughs> In terms of catches, was Quez Watkins, but he had four catches for uh, a whole six yards, <laughs> 1.5 yards per catch. Uh, and Kenneth Gainwell was the only other person to catch two passes. But uh, for the most part, Bears defense looked pretty okay. Uh, had another freaking injury, uh, Jack Sanborn ankle injury. He is out for the year, I believe. Iberflu said he yeah. was put on IR. That's great. Uh, the the lose out prediction rolls on. Uh, only <laughs> real concern is the Vikings not playing for anything in Week 18, and the Bears playing a bunch of you know undrafted free agents that want to hustle hard and play good and make the team next year and pull out a stupid win that fucks us all the well, way from number two to can, number six. 
Can we talk about that real quick? So the Vikings, if they keep winning, though, and the 49ers keep winning, they'll both be playing for the two seed, correct? Bro, I'm not good at this. Sure. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, hypothetically, even, I, I guess if they have true. the division wrapped up. I mean, the two seed would give you home field up until the championship game. So you would want to play for that, correct? For sure. For sure. You definitely would. Uh, so currently in the NFC, Eagles are the one seed. And they just Vikings, need one win to wrap Vikings, that up. Well, so. Vikings are the two seed, but they are have a better record than the Niners at eleven and three. That the Niners are ten and four. So we would need one one flip flop. Well, did they uh, play each other this year? I feel like they should, but I don't know. Uh, Let's see here. Schedule. It Weeks, doesn't look like they did, but 16. I don't really get how. Well, it's probably because of the placing of the teams last year, but I could be wrong on that. So the Vikings have or the Vikings have the Giants this week. Niners have the Commanders. And then week 17. Vikings have. Where are you, fuckers? Oh, they have the Packers in Green Bay, week seventeen. So that could be a, a little spoily spoiler. Who does the Vikings? And, yeah, and then the Niners have. Where are you? They're at the Raiders. Basically, a home game. And then, of course, in week 18, the Bears have the, the Vikings, or the Vikings have the Bears. But let's, yes, yeah, so. And then the Niners have the Cardinals. But then I wouldn't know what the tiebreaker were. <clears throat> All right, here, I, I got it right here in a 49ers mailbag. The tiebreaker yeah. is the conference record versus the NFC, which it looks like the 49ers have right now. If the 49ers and Vikings finish the regular season with the same record, who has the tiebreaker advantage for seed two? They didn't play each other, so their records against NFC opponents. The 49ers are eight and two, while the Vikings are six and three. The 49ers play Washington and Arizona. The Vikings play the Giants, Green Bay, and Chicago. So, uh. So, yeah, the Vikings really can't afford to lose that game. Yes, correct. Okay, good to know. So, so yeah, so they hopefully will have something to play for so long as the 49ers beat the teams that they should, uh, which is good news for us because we really, like you said, I would, I would hate to see the Bears put in all this work of tanking, quote-unquote, only to pull one out against a, uh, a bunch of Vikings mailmen. Yeah, well, at the rate the Bears are getting hurt, we'll see nobody out there for right. that game. So, well, anyway, we'll find out though. We'll find out anyway. What What did you? I mean, so watching this at the game and watching on TV were two different entities because obviously we have a different point of view. Uh, what did you think just watching this, Chris? Um, not you know, it was it was. It was good. I mean, Bears Bears seemed to hold their own most of the time. They made the, the Vikings the Vikings. The e Eagles were getting a lot of yards. Um but they and they turned the ball over a lot. I mean, that was the biggest story of the game probably is three turnovers uh for the Eagles against a team that doesn't turn the ball over a whole bunch. Uh that was repeatedly told to me by uh the announcers is that the Bears can't turn the ball over and the Eagles don't turn the ball over. So uh, that was the biggest difference. Um, the Tevin Jenkins injury, uh, yeah, saw the replay, couldn't really tell what happened. Uh, saw all the guys on the field. Uh, that was scary. So I'm sure that was uh, was similar in the stadium with it being kind of scary with everybody kind of going out on the field and circling around him. Uh, he seems to be okay. 
Uh, yeah, they said he might practice tomorrow already. Yeah, yeah. From from all accounts, it seems like it it's a it was a neck injury, but maybe it was just like a, a bad stinger or or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, game was fine. Uh, the the Bears really only covered because that Byron Pringle touchdown at the end, which that was fine. That was fun. I mean, Fields rolling out and finding the, uh, the Eagles pretty much sent the house on that right it looked like they blitz like seven yeah but yeah Justin escaped and then but I don't know because like there was still coverage on the outside because he didn't take off and run there was people there I mean I I saw a few instances this game you know just talking off this point where it seemed like Justin did a good job IDing where the blitz was coming from and going to either his hot read or we're making the right decision with the ball. I mean, the one th- the one touchdown pass he had to Monty, I think, was a similar situation where you know they they sent some extra pressure and he just he red hot immediately threw to his guy and it was an easy TD. Um, the Pringle one was the same. I mean, pretty sure they blitzed a lot. He rolled out and instead of running, which you know previously maybe he would have done, he kept his eyes downfield and, and hit him for an easy touchdown, which is. You know, small things like that are, are the growth I'm looking for out of him this year, and uh, you know we're seeing it every week, which is great. A hundred percent, absolutely, yeah, I agree. I think, um, I mean, I don't know if Pringle really makes a difference, but they didn't have he didn't. I mean, I don't know if guys were open earlier in the year when he was taken off. In it, earlier in the year is really only the last <clears throat> what like six weeks or whatever that he's been kind of going absolutely apeshit, but. Yeah, definitely like to see that added um, element to his game to be able to keep his eyes downfield, hit that throw. Uh, Pringle was just ridiculously wide open. So, right, good, good read, good times. Oh, well, you got to you got to hit those. I mean, we see other teams do it all the time, and a lot of times I ask myself, how come the Bears can never have that busted coverage or play in it? it seemingly never all all works out you know when the guy is wide open that's the play when the ball sails 30 yards over his head or something stupid happens or a penalty or something so glad to see that finally happen uh for us yeah whatever backdoor cover but uh 25 20 will take that um you know there's honestly i mean i know we seemingly talk about this every week but the offensive line was once once again pretty hard um, outside of a few guys. I mean, Cody Whitehair apparently had a knee injury, but he looked absolutely terrible this game. And uh, Reddick and Reddick basically just absolutely abused Leatherwood and whoever he was on all game. Yeah, Leatherwood did not look so good. Did not look so Leather. I think Braxton Jones actually had yeah. a decent game. He probably had the best game on the line. Yeah, I would agree. I think, uh, I mean, I don't know how much this tells us about all of these guys, considering the Eagles have a really good defense and a good defensive line. Um, did you, did it, how was the, I don't know if you caught it, but when, Justin Fields slid in the first I don't know, I want to say it was in the first quarter and uh Sue tried to punch the ball out and punch Justin in the side of the head. Did you see that? Could you see that from your, uh, your no, I couldn't see it from the stadium, but I did see it pop up on Twitter. Yeah, it was uh it was I mean pretty, he, I don't know. Go ahead. He, he I don't think it was purposeful like everyone thinks, but Normally, when the QB does get touched in the head, even if it's just a light tap, I mean, his, his hand made contact with his helmet, that's normally a flag. So, Oh, yeah, his hand more than made contact. I mean, yeah. he, he definitely... Well, that's what I mean. I, I'm, I'm just saying I've seen it where, like, even incidental contact gets called. Um, so, should I'm have more, definitely been flagged. Uh, yeah, and I'm more speaking to the history of the player in Sue. I mean, we've seen this from him for his entire career. He's a dirty... dirty dirty bastard from Detroit. So they should have called it, but Oh, well, I digress. Um, 
Yeah. I did see Fields, you know, speaking of the growth of Fields, I saw on a few design runs. I mean, he ran out of bounds either for a gain of zero or sometimes a loss of one to avoid taking a hit and trying to get just like an extra yard or something. So, again, just growth in, in little ways for him that you like to see. Yeah, I want to see him throw it out of bounds in those situations. Yeah. Well, I don't even... At least designed to run. I don't know. Can you even throw it or will it be a flag if they're run blocking? Yeah, I guess it depends on how far downfield the guys <laughs> are. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, that's that's my take on the offense is Fields was electric again. The offensive line stinks. All our wide receivers are hurt. And Montgomery had a pretty solid game. Yeah, the Bears. I, the Bears once know. again ran the ball very well. <clears throat> they did. I didn't know that uh, Nikhil Harry was out, right? As yep. as well as you know everybody else. Not nah, yeah, They were literally playing ball. with. Oh, I mean, I guess we could talk about this. Valus Jones, another fumble, man. I mean, that I hate ball, to be that guy. I can't um, believe that ball stayed in bounds. If I'm being 100 percent honest, like the way he was going. Yeah, you would have thought it went with the way he got hit. You would have thought it would have bounced out of bounds, but it just sat there and like bounced like a pogo stick. Like it just bounced on the tip, just bounce, 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 and just stayed there. And I was like, oh my God, just just this just the just the luck of this this guy and this team. But yeah, another fumble. Uh yeah, but yeah, ESB goes out in the first quarter with a concussion. Like right. they were down to like yeah, he was, Pringle essentially as their number one. Simba Webster, dude. Yeah. Dante Pettis. First catches of his career, which I had no idea that that's that was the thing because he's been on the team for like two years, right? <clears throat> I I didn't even know he was on the team this year, to be honest. Well, I don't <laughs> think he was on the team the whole time. I think he's been probably up and down from the practice squad a few times just because of various injuries. But yeah, I had no idea he had never caught a, a, an NFL pass before. That that was surprising. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's he's insanely fast so but yeah no i don't normally like pulling the plug on draft picks too quickly but i don't know man i don't know if valus is going to pan out as a receiver but I, like i said before i would love to see him just keep developing as a special teamer i guess he's not even like a gadget player because that was on wasn't right. that like on an end around yeah it was the play they used to give the pettis and esb he's probably just in his own head at this point i mean he's never really had a history of fumbling in college either just i don't know a big swing and a whiff hey but hey we, we we didn't do that on our quarterback so that's good i mean looking at the patriots and the jets and it's like okay they, they did a big swing and a miss on their first round quarterbacks not a third round wide receiver so well yeah could be worse i'm curious to see what happens like with seattle uh with the giants to see like what direction they go in the offseason with quarterback um, right. since both those guys I mean both those teams have probably outperformed what a lot of people thought they would at the beginning of the year Geno Smith has looked I feel good. like that's I feel like that's the worst situation to be in yeah yeah when you have to I, decide to extend or stick with the guy for an extra year I hate that I think that's a terrible position to be in because most of the time these guys are like they can do it for one year but they can't keep doing it or, or right. they're, a, they're good, but they're not good enough to get you to that next point. Yeah, there's there's so I mean, there are stories out there of, of guys that, you know, came from nowhere or whatever, came back from being terrible, like Kurt Warner. Obviously, everybody knows that story. Um, I think wasn't wasn't Mark Bolger like a yeah. arena league quarterback or some shit? Yeah. Um, but have you yeah, heard yeah. of a guy being a backup for 10 years and coming in and being good for the rest of his career? Has Geno Smith been out there for 10 years? I'm pretty sure he's been in the league that long. Dude. I mean, I he had some know, chances man. as a starter. He was drafted by the Jets in the second round. I don't feel like that was that long ago. I want to say like maybe six Yeah, 10 years, dude. He's 32 wow. years old. Wow. So, well, anyway. Well, we're talking about the Bears draft class. Um, 
I'm starting to get more faith in Kyler Gordon. I mean, I've always kind of liked, I've seen the flashes of his insane athleticism. I think mm-hmm. they kind of did him a little bit dirty. Not dirty, but they put too much on his plate by making him play slot and outside. I feel like, I don't know, man, ever since that Patriots game, I feel like he's definitely been getting better. I don't know. Yeah. I see little glimpses every week where I'm like, all right, yes, I, I see the second round pick in there, and he keeps getting better. He's so he had animal the, against the run. Yeah. Not afraid to get his nose in there. He had the pick, and then he almost had a second one, right? Like a mid right, yeah, close. He made a yeah. really nice play on it. Um, yeah, he's I think, uh, I think most of the yards given up, honestly, came against Jalen Jones. They, they were throwing at him a lot. Yeah, AJ Brown pretty much. But apparently he he wants the challenge or he welcomes the challenge. So he gets stuff on digs this week. No, I'm talking about Jalen Jones, not Jalen Johnson. Oh, my bad. Dude, when I rewatched the game, I think obviously a lot of people on Twitter thought he was on AJ Brown the whole game, which wasn't the case. Jalen Johnson held his own for most part. I mean, besides that really long play at the end, which was just an insane throw, I thought he did a Pretty pretty good job versus AJ Brown. Okay, my bad, misunderstood. Um, yeah, no, I I I like Kyler Gordon. Uh, Brisker has played pretty well this year as well. You got Sanborn. Um, I mean, Robinson flashed early in the year, and it's really only his like second year playing defensive end. I mean, he was a wide receiver, right, a wide receiver for so long uh, in college and whatnot. So hopefully he gives you something over the next couple seasons. Maybe Braxton Jones is your left tackle next year. I think that's probably the only viable offensive lineman you got. We don't know what happened with Doug Kramer because he got hurt. Uh, Jatir Carter hasn't gotten any snaps. Or significant snaps anyway. And then yeah, Velas. Ugh, gross. Gross, gross, gross. But overall, I'd say the draft class is pretty solid. Right. I'm specifically I'm just looking at the defense. I really like how the secondary, you know, I think that is the the core building block of this defense. And that's really I mean, I've kind of said it for a while, but I, I do believe this defense could have a pretty quick turnaround. They just got to get some guys up front. I mean, they have to make a splash free agent signing and, and get some edge, someone to brush the quarterback. But I think uh, once they can kind of help out the secondary by pressuring QBs more, I think the secondary will be even better than the flashes we see. Because I mean, I think I think we're starting to get a glimpse this week of what they could be. You know, Jalen Johnson, like I said, I think is a, a really good player. I think Gordon is developing. Brisker and Jackson, when healthy, are are solid duo. So if they can get some pressure up front, I think that's a unit that will be a strength for the Bears for a while. <clears throat> what was it? What was Eddie Jackson's injury? Oh, uh, he has a foot injury. I think he has a Liz Frank injury. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, and uh, DeAndre Houston Carson with a with his what second pick of the year, third pick of the year. He's a this has probably been one of his better, like, actual turnover years. Oh, is that who had the other pick? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to yeah. find the stats on how many yards Jalen Johnson gave up because I think a lot of people are getting him confused with Jalen Jones. Jalen Jones. Yeah, I don't know how to find that shit. It's usually buried in PFF or some bullshit, and I can't find Plus, it. Plus, it's also hard to tell whose coverage responsibility it is on zones and that kind of stuff. So, whatever. Right. I thought I thought Jalen Johnson played a pretty pretty good game versus AJ Brown, all things considered. Yeah. So no, I agree. That's that. Um, Bears fought. They lose another one. Uh, Broncos win. Yeah. Oh, Broncos we have win. the number two pick again. Yeah, locked in for now. And Houston almost beat the freaking Chiefs. I mean, Houston is looking good. If they they can definitely beat the Titans. Yeah, but they would have to win twice, right? I think, uh, don't they have to win out? Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know if a tie is good or bad in draft position world. Do they have a tie? Good God. Yeah, they do. <laughs> There's so many ties this year. Dude, uh, the Giants and Commanders tied the first time they played, and then it was 20 to 13 with uh, uh, the Commanders driving. And I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to end in another 2020 tie. It would have been awesome because that's how it, that was the score of the first one. That would have been phenomenal. Uh, going back to the Vikings, that game against the Colts, they had no fucking business winning. No business. They were down 33 to nothing. Absolute insanity, dude. Absolute like, insanity. Crazy I've... shit this weekend. That. <laughs> How do you blow that if you're the Colts? I don't care how bad of a team you are. How do you blow that? Like, all they literally needed was a second field goal in that second half. They would have won. Like, yeah, they had it. They their had offense it. just completely shit themselves. And their defense, who's like 12th DVOA or whatever bullshit in the league, is still just <clears> like just gave up. Four passing touchdowns and just embarrassing. Embarrassing. No, I, no, I do have to ask you this. This is something my my brother brought up to me that I think is interesting. I mean, you've seen probably some very good wide. Have you seen a wide receiver as good as Justin Jefferson in his first three seasons? I mean, I looked at Randy Moss's numbers. I would say maybe Moss, but like. He's he's already has two 1,600-yard seasons in three years, which has never been done in NFL history. Yeah, it's hard to look at statistics and, and, and judge it against the past just because yeah. like, even though we have been in a passing league for a while now, it, it's, it's obviously ridiculous passing now. Plus, he gets so many targets. Right. Um, but he's just like, I don't know, you, you literally – He's almost impossible to freaking stop. And he's a different he's a different kind of wide receiver than Moss. And like I know you right. you you prefer like a good route runner to like big strong and fast, but like those big strong fast guys don't run routes. There isn't one that runs routes like like anybody small. It's just not this it's a different type of game. And Justin Jefferson probably has enough size to use his body against people and has the foot quickness to run phenomenal routes, get in and out of breaks, and then just has great hands as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, he's he's phenomenal. Um, I've had him I on mean, my keeper league for since he was a rookie. He's the shit. I mean, he pretty much he pretty much does it all, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was thinking about that. Though. I'm like, I don't know. I really, he might be the best receiver I've seen in the first three years. I I did tell him that Moss is probably right there with him, but. It's definitely close. I think he has an argument. I mean, he's been absolutely absurd. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. But yeah, that, that Vikings defense is garbage and also why I don't think they'll go very far in the playoffs. Shit. Like they are, they're terrible. He has four hundred more yards than Moss, five hundred more than Beckham, almost a thousand more than AJ Green and Michael Thomas and Tory Holt, Mike Evans, Jerry Jerry Rice, dude, to put up thirty six hundred yards in his first three years in that era is pretty incredible. Right on. My yeah, rebuttal to that is I, did, I didn't see Jerry Rice play, so. Sure. Well, so he and Holt did it with less than two. I mean, I, Torrey Holt only had 215 interceptions. Jerry Rice had 200. So Justin Jefferson has 307 receptions on 450 targets. Moss, yeah, Moss only had, holy shit. <laughs> So Moss had 4,100 yards, which is second on 
on in three in three years you mean in three years so it's a, it's moss had one more game played 500 less yards uh 80 less receptions on 190 less targets he had a three yard per catch average better here's the here's the big one he had 43 receiving touchdowns to jefferson's 24 right yeah no he was he had because he came out of the gate with like 17 right or not like yeah i think that was his rookie was 17 yeah yeah, and then he had like 14, 14 or something like that. So, yeah, that's what I told him. I said Moss is probably the only one I remember in my lifetime. And I and I caught the tail end of Randy Moss. Like, I remember when he was on the Patriots and caught like 25 touchdowns or whatever the freak he had that year. Yeah, tw- yeah, we had, we, he had at least 22 because I think 22 was the record. And then I don't remember what he finished with. Absolute insanity. Um, you know, anyway. who I'm surprised isn't on this <laughs> list is Calvin Johnson. Honestly, dude, I looked at his career stats. Not as good as I thought. Yeah. It, it's yeah. he had a he had a really really dominant stretch in the middle of his career, but like I mean, he he also didn't play for nearly as long, but well, he was banged up all the time too. I yeah, and and he was on the fucking lines, dude. Yeah, he he was he had a he twisted his ankle probably six times a game. You know. And every time like Dude, I had him on my fantasy squads as well, and, and watching him was so gosh darn stressful. Um, so speaking of fantasy, who's your favorite fantasy player you've ever had? Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, like hands oh, yeah. down. Oh yeah, the the one year the one year Jamal Charles went absolutely bonkers. Bonkers, dude. That's yeah. that's all I remember. It, it was insane. If you had him, you won your league that year. Like he was I, just, uh, he was a cheat code. Yeah. Or Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's definitely up there. Bell was fun. Uh, Tom had Bell. The year he had 31 touchdowns was fucking nuts. He scored three touchdowns a game. It was like almost guaranteed. Uh, I think I didn't Jamal Charles might have had a better year than he did that year, the one year, I think. Because Jamal Charles, yeah, he like... was close on touchdowns for sure. I feel like he had like 25 to 28, but then he probably had more overall yardage. But Tomlinson was just on a ridiculous team that went like fourteen and two. Um, mine's uh, Adrian Peterson. I've had Adrian Peterson multiple mm. times, and I just—it's just ridiculous. It's so much fun. I had him the uh, year yeah. he came back from his ACL, and it was, yeah, unheard of. Um, anyway, so this this one year of Charles I was talking about, he had uh. 1,287 rushing yards or 12 touchdowns, and he had 70 receptions for 693 yards and 7 touchdowns. So he had 19 total touchdowns. Damn. Uh, almost 2,000 total yards and added 70 receptions on top of that. So Wow. Matt Forte's up there too, actually. I, cause I used to always pick him, and he used to always be like a second or third round pick, and he was yeah. like just a cheat code in PPR. Oh, yeah. And obviously, oh, yeah. I love watching him as a bear, so... But my Charles, I always seem to catch guys after they're good. So like Steven Jackson, I'd have him a lot. And he was never good for me or David Johnson. I caught, I got him the year he broke his wrist, which is great. Oh, I could have yeah, was... taken Le'Veon Bell or fucking Antonio Brown and been great. But no. Yeah. Let's, let's take David Johnson. Well, outsmart everybody. Uh, speaking of outsmarting everybody, can the bears outsmart? The Bills this weekend and Sean McDermott and company uh, as they are expecting a blizzard on Christmas Eve. Well, I don't... The blizzard might be coming the day before the game. I think the day of the game is just going to be cold as shit with some residual snow. Well, As far as I know, the weather forecast is going to be snowing Thursday, Friday, a little bit into Saturday, and then it's just going to be frigid cold i mean i don't know if you know this but being a weatherman is a is a complete joke and i'm just reading to you what i read off the weather just, website just before the podcast darts. they're throwing darts bro hey, they probably I, I don't live there i don't look, know they look at a city like nearby from the day before and they just say that because they, <laughs> they have a fucking clue like oh there's some winds blowing this way uh it was cold in uh i don't know indianapolis yesterday it's gonna be cold today 
All I saw was possible up to negative 30 with wind chill on Friday. Absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. And it's supposed to be below zero with wind chill on Saturday. So it's going to be an absolute cold one in Chicago, which I don't know if that really plays into the Bears' favor favor, because they're playing the freaking Bills who are born in that stuff. So bear weather, bill weather, whatever. There was a lot of build the dome talk this week. At the game, I did hear a lot. Yeah, of it. it wasn't even oh, yeah. that cold. That's what I said. <laughs> they're just they're just looking forward to next week, where they're like, "Hey, we need a dome just for like specifically weekends, like next weekend." Which they're not wrong, like because I went to a game like that once there, and it was it was awful. I was miserable. I would have rather have been like in jeans and a a, a hoodie than in you know four layers of pants and three layers of, of <laughs> sweaters and coats and hats and still freezing my fucking ass off. Yeah. Wasn't fun. Um, bear weather. Yeah. No, I'd like to be comfortable. I'm 43 years old, dude. I don't need that shit anymore. <laughs> Fireball ain't going to get it done. I guess it's done, dude. No, it doesn't. Cause it actually thins your, your blood. It makes you cold. Oh, whatever. It does not. You're just, you're just too drunk to realize how cold you really are. What if your blood already is fireball? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Coors, Coors Light's just not even the in there. One. They're just in there to hang out. They're like, oh, hey. Oh, I see that uh, fireball's already here. But <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, the funny thing is, is, like, the Bills can't really run the ball other than Josh Allen. Like, Well, dude, that's this is what I was going to say. I don't want to be all homerish, but the Bears actually match up Somewhat well versus the Bills, in my opinion. But there's going to be absolutely no answer for Josh Allen. Especially without Sanborn playing. They're not going to be able to spy him. I mean, he's just going to... He might run for 150 yards this week. Dude, Jaquan Brister is just going to come down and spy on him and blast him in the face. <laughs> Dude, how about that... Uh... How about that play, whatever the hell the Bears are doing, where they blitz Brisker and just open up the Red Sea for Hurts to walk into the hands? What kind of defensive play call was that last week? Where Hurts yeah. literally just ran yeah. up the, like... Right up the gut. Right <laughs> up the gut. He, it was like a good 20, 25 yards, too, and there's nobody around him. It was... Yeah, Allen Williams did not, did, not, did not call a good play on that one, but he called a good game overall, which... <clears throat> for sure. I'm just thinking. I always find it, I always find it comical, you know, listening to broadcasters because, like, they're just either complete assholes about the Bears, like, oh yeah, you know, they're gonna collapse, or you know, this team's been bad, 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 or they're just flat out shocked that anything is going well for them. Oh, yeah, this team doesn't turn the ball over ever, ever, all year. This is the worst team in the NFL at turning the ball over. And here they are, up three in the turnover category. And the Eagles, they never turn the ball over. Man, their offense is always protecting the ball. But here we are. Then, like, with the defense, oh, this young group of defensive backs, scrappy as ever for the Bears. It's just, it's just so surprising that they're doing well. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess. I get it. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, like I said, it's just comical. But that's why, like, I kind of, like, the NFL model with national um, announcers is nice in a lot of ways because they're professionals. They, they're very, pretty, pretty good at their jobs, right? Especially the play-by-play guys. And then you go to, like, the, the hockey and basketball model where it's always local knuckleheads from the, from the local oh, yeah. channel like denver has this, has this station called altitude and they're probably former players uh but they're so homer it's oh, they always hilarious. are dude. uh and yeah. d- like denver's not that bad and there's a couple other ones that aren't that bad i've listened to like some charlotte games and they're not terrible but man there are some announcers out there that are just like hilarious like Oh, how could you call that? That's not a foul. Like, what are you thinking? Like, I want to hear that model applied to the NFL at any level. So if I could listen to like a Bears Homer broadcast while watching it live and have it sync up, I would love that experience because it's just 
I would just be loving, like yelling along with my TV or radio while they they're talking about like the same bullshit penalties that we're yelling about, like Claypool getting absolutely murdered on a on a PI call downfield or you know, Fields getting slapped in the helmet by Indomicon Sue. But that's just my any, fucking um, rant. Do you have any Buffalo Bills defensive statistics in front of you for defense? I can't find them. Um, I'm looking for team stats here, man. Yeah, give me a second. Well, anyway. So, I do think the Bears match up better with the Bills than they do the Eagles. Did the Eagles. Let's see here. So, completion percentage. Bills are like... 12th in the league. Talk about uh, offense or defense? Defense. Completion percentage against. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay, and then... So, like, for scoring... Oh, that's their actual scoring, not what they've given up. That's stupid. You know what I need to go to? Give me a second. That's. I, I can't find the website I normally use. I use team rankings. It's my favorite. Me. Where the fuck is it, dude? <clears throat> it's in all my tools for like all my betting shit, and I can't find it. <laughs> uh, you know what you can do? You can type things into the toolbar now. I don't know if you do that. <laughs> you just learned figuring it out. I I done learned it. I'm good now. All right, so. Oh, yeah, there it is, team rankings. Yes, sir. Buffalo overview. They are good. Very good. They're very good, but I will say they're they're, uh, susceptible. They will let you run the ball on them a little bit, which is what the Bears do very well, and they are stingy with their pass defense, which is not what the Bears do well. Uh, I saw, I think, Brett Coleman posted this on Twitter. Uh, 30% of the runs against the Buffalo Bills, which is fifth most in the NFL, are outside zone. And uh, their average depth of tackle on outside zone runs is over five and a half yards, which is third worst in the NFL. So Bills susceptible to the outside zone run. Bears heavy outside zone run team and are amongst the league leaders in rushing. I uh, uh, The Bears have a little bit of an advantage in that category, but really uh they can't really throw the ball so it'll be interesting though i mean outside zone run with you got herbert coming back this week or he's eligible to be yeah he can't yeah but i don't think he plays well they'll have montgomery they'll have darrington evans and obviously Fields. so uh, i mean buffalo will be in, in a little bit of a bind there i that's why i think the bears have somewhat of a good matchup here uh for themselves but Obviously, the Bills' pass defense is very stingy. How are how are they at rushing the passer? Should be probably at least middle of the pack, right? Except Von Miller's hurt. Sack percentage, they're tenth. We are not last. We're thirty first. I thought for sure we would be dead last. We suck ass at I, I, I see I see dead last for the Bears. Uh we're looking I'm looking at sack percentage. So Oh sa- I'm looking at sacks per game. Sacks overall, yeah, it's probably different. So yeah, the Bills are pretty good at rushing the passer. So obviously we're not gonna be able to throw too much on them. Um I do like our matchup in the run game. And then just their offense. I mean, like I said, the Bears don't have an answer for Josh Allen. Bears do not have an answer for Josh Allen as a fact, friend. I mean, you might um, be right. They might have to spy him with Brisker, but I don't know if you can really spy him with a safety. Sanborn no, being out think. really sucks. This is the kind of game you would really want Roquan in. This is actually kind of the game Rokon would probably thrive in, but he's not here anymore. So 
No. Uh, no, he's not. Stefan Diggs versus Jalen Johnson should be a fun matchup. I mean, probably similar to what we saw out of AJ Brown versus Jalen Johnson, kind of a feisty matchup. Uh, I mean, the Bears are going to get probably 10 points or so. I don't hate that. I think they can definitely cover or backdoor cover this game. I think they could keep it. Like I said, if they can run the ball, which the Bills will let you do on them, I think they can keep it somewhat close, at least for a while. What do you think? I mean, we can always keep it close. I think we're top uh, five in the league in ATS numbers. Um, no, we look. We looked at it last week. We weren't good. No. Bears, uh, yeah, the Bears are pretty bad. But we, like yeah, we said, they maybe. they they're in it for a while, and then they just absolutely. Blow That's it right. At the end. That's right. Maybe like first half ATS were fucking solid. Yeah, sounds about right. I could look that up, but I don't. I don't want to. Um, I don't know, man. Ten feels. I don't know, man. This Bills team is so weird, dude. They'll 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 play down to people sometimes. It feels like. I mean, it's the same know? thing the Eagles did. They probably went went out there thinking they were going to roll roll the Bears, and the Bears came out swinging and. Who knows if you're on the right side of some of those turnovers and can capitalize on them, you can make it a game. But I just, it's going to be very hard for the Bears to pass, which they already struggled to do versus Bills secondary and and pretty solid pass rush. I mean, I don't, how have the Bills numbers been pass rushing without Von Miller? Do you know, do you have numbers on that at all? He was their, he was their sacks leader. You should be able to see the last three games or five games on yeah, that website you were just on. Where is that? I think it's referencing dual game. I think it's dual game log. Nope, that ain't it. What's that one? Where's that? Stats points. Yeah. Okay. So last three games. Defensive efficiency. It doesn't have a sack percentage on the last three games on here, unfortunately. Um, Would you believe but, me if I told you that the Bills are eighth in rushing in the league right now at 134 yards per game? Well, as a team, sure. Right? Yeah, because it has. To, yeah, because Allen's involved with most of that. But. Um, yeah, no, I don't mean that's crazy. So last three games, the Bears are actually fairly solid on offense efficiency wise. Like they have better yards per play, better yards per rush, better yards per pass, less points per play by quite a bit. Um Shitty third down conversion, <laughs> shitty red zone scoring percentage. Uh, Bills are very good in the red zone, 90% efficient in the last three games, which is fucking nuts. Uh, average scoring margin Buffalo by eight points a game, 25 opponents' points a game, 17. First downs a game, 21 for the Bears. <laughs> Average scoring margin is minus 12, uh, 16 points a game, opponents 28 points a game, and only 14 first downs per game. So, yeah, we're uh, we're not very good, um, apparently. I, I feels like we're better than we than our statistics show. No wonder announcers hate us. They just look at these stats and they're like, man, the Bears are fucking terrible. Yeah, they are. They are bad. I just think if you... <laughs> they, they are bad. They, they do match yeah. up a little bit better with Buffalo than you would think they would. The Bills are 13th in the NFL right now in the last three games sack-wise, so they're all right. They're kind of middle of the pack there. I mean, definitely went a little bit, you know, further down without Von Miller, so we'll see. I just I don't see how the Bears stop Josh Allen in this. 
and that's like pretty much gonna be that's gonna be it <laughs> i think he's gonna he's gonna have his way with us but i i can see the bears uh keeping this within 10. Personally. what's the what's the over under on this i don't know i mean it's got to be probably affected by this weather a little bit too i mean i'm sure josh allen lives for this thrown in this type of shit i mean fields has a strong arm too no doubt about it but he doesn't have a Stefan Diggs to throw to. Yeah, so let's see here. Maybe this is the Chase Claypool breakout game. Is he going to play? I hope so. Bears are, Bears are plus nine right now. What is the actual? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing eight and a half on FanDuel with an over-under of 39. Yeah, that's because of the weather, obviously, but... It's probably still going to sail under. You think it'll still go under 39 with the Bills? It'll be like a 16-13 game. Dude, when the Bills play in snow, they don't play great. They're not the Patriots. From what I can remember, I could be completely full of they shit. They played in but... a snow game versus Miami, and they both scored like 30 points on Saturday. Well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was like crazy, but it was definitely like really cold and snowing a little bit oh yeah because there were those signs that said freeze the fish or something like that 32 29 man wow well okay don't make me mortal locking over yeah please don't (laughs) i don't want to like bet my mortgage and like you're finally right your lead pipe lock of the week Lead pipe lock. Get the fuck out of here with that, man. Oh, shit. Lead pipe lock of the week. The the thing that people say. Uh, There was something on, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Trent Atia's um, surgical stream, but it's a bunch of fucking, you know, uh, amateur cappers. And uh, this one dude. This one dude called it his donkey cock lock. <laughs> Here's your donkey cock lock, donkey cock, donkey cock lock of the week or of the day or whatever. And it was, it was pretty funny. It caught on, but I don't think it was. I don't think it hit very often. All right. Yeah, well, I don't know. Give me, give me a prediction here. Well, I was way off last week because I said the Eagles were just going to trounce us like 35 to 10. <laughs> Do you know what's how you got to hear this? So, you know how my score prediction was 29 23? Yeah. My, my, we were sitting in our freaking Airbnb and my Eagles uh, friends who, who say hello, by the way, and they missed you at our tailgate, Chris. We, I forgot to FaceTime you. Yeah, um, it's okay. We, we were watching the Bills game, right? And they go 29 23. How the hell are you going to score 29 points? And literally, as soon as they said that, like the next drive, I'm pretty sure the Bills tied the game and it was 29-29. I'm like, what do you mean? How do you do it? Two teams just did it right in front of us. There's so many, like, I do enjoy, like, scoragamis where, like, it's never happened before or whatever. There's always a couple of years, it seems like. Um but those, uh, yeah, twenty nine isn't that isn't that difficult. Like it is kind of it, it's a weird number. I mean, if you think about it's a, it, it's a weird number. But no, I it mean, is a the, weird number. It takes one missed extra point, though. Yeah, what you saw Santos do. Yeah, again, again. <sighs> Apparently, there was a there, so Hogan Johns talked about this a little bit, and they asked, somebody asked Santos after, you know, kind of what the fuck, and he said. Like he had been right lining up on the right hash and he's been doing it for like eight years. But like this year he keeps hooking them left. So they're like, whatever, man, you're either just playing your draw too much or whatever. Why don't you try lining up in the in the middle? You know, because you're overcompensating. And so he lined up in the middle and he just nailed the next two. So I guess like the the thought there with uh, with Hogan Johns was kudos to him for for trying something different, which is true uh, and good that he'll you know. But like these guys are these veteran kickers that have been around forever. They we we've seen it happen with too many vet guys that were really good and then 
went into a little bit of a slump. So, I mean, him missing extra points, he's still like 36 of 39 field goals or some some stupid shit. And three of those are probably 50 yarders that, or two of those are probably 50 yarders that he had no business making anyway. Yeah, he doesn't have a strong leg. Didn't uh, didn't Nagy trot him out for like almost a 60 yarder last year? And the dude's, I'm almost positive Nagy had him out there for some ridiculous field goal. So you know how they didn't go, they didn't, they didn't try and kick it from like the 31 or whatever would have been like a 47 yard or some shit, 48 yarder. This game, you mean? Yeah, dude, it was so windy. It was was, so windy. It was super windy. So I guess like, uh, you know, Santos was 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 warming up, and uh, Eberflus and and uh, what's the special teams guy's name? Jefferson. Anyway, they looked at him, and and Santos was like, nah. Nah, I can't make this. <laughs> They're like, if your kicker thinks that he can't make it, you just you just don't even bother because like kickers are gonna say, you know, nine times out of ten, yeah, I got right. this, I got, of course I got this. You know, I can make it from seventy. But he was just like, nope, the wind is nuts. I'm good. So yeah, I mean, honestly, the uh, a kind of I guess small point. I mean, he kind of has to probably try out a little bit the rest of this year. I mean. He's got three games left. I think he's he can't. I don't know, man. If he misses another extra point, they really might have to think about what what to do with him next year. They, if next year's the year they're trying to, dude, man, kickers kickers fucking come and go. I mean, he had a career year last year, and yeah, but think about Mason Crosby, man. He had that same issue for like a a season, and then the next season he was fine. Same with like Chris Boswell in Pittsburgh. He was shit last year, and he's he's been a lot better this year. Like. I don't know. I just don't like a revolving door kicker. Although Michael Batchley was fantastic the the week he had to kick for us, and he's I mean he's what like Detroit now or some shit. So we got that guy a job. I think he's but, on the Chargers. Yeah, and he's been money. I don't think we'll so. see. I think he's on Detroit. Well, I'm just saying, I don't think he can uh, mess up too much, too much more this year. It'd be nice to see him finish the year strong at least. And yeah, I, I agree definitely. I, I mean, I don't want him to you know have a bad rest of his year and go into next year with like on a downturn but like i i by no means think that um his job's in jeopardy we'll see we'll see how he finishes score prediction Krogman, what do you think oh yeah oh yeah i got mine 2317 Bills. Over covers by half a point. Bears cover. We're going to go 2715 Bills. So you like the over two? Sure. I don't, but. Whatever. After you told me that, score. After, after you told me the fucking Bills and and Dolphins scored fifty fuck or sixty points in the snow, I that kind of changed my whole thing. But there's supposed to be a lot of wind, so yeah, let's go back. Let's backtrack. We're gonna go. You don't think it was windy in Buffalo, dude? I don't know. You're the fucking weatherman, apparently. Tell me. It was most it likely was windy. It was it's always windy. windy. It's always, it's always windy. windy. You were just there for a Metallica concert and Chicken Wings tell me. Was it windy that day? Windy. Fucking liar. (laughs) I hate you. Mortal luck. Put your mortgage on the over. Get the fuck out of here. Now it's sailing under 27, 20 to 17 bills. 27 to nothing. 20, exactly. Uh, What did you you keep saying last week? The Bears aren't scoring more than 10 points a week. I didn't expect the Eagles to turn it over three times. And they still only scored, what, 16? That's lockdown defense, baby. That is not a lockdown defense. That's Jalen, that's Jalen Hurts having the worst game of his uh, season. I was going to say career and then life and then all kinds of other words. that were. It might have been the worst game. of. No, there's no way it could have been the worst game of his career. He still threw for 300-something yards. Yeah, and ran for three touchdowns. <laughs> He still probably had a passer rating over 100. 
No, I don't not think it was. Nah, not with three picks. No. Picks three tanks picks. it, man. Picks, yeah, picks kills you. Um, yeah. Uh, so actual real real life prediction. We'll go twenty four to twelve. Bills. Cairo. Do we score a touchdown or we score four four, four goals? Four Cairo. We're not getting any end zone at all, dude. Nah. Nope. The, the Bills give up 17 points a game, dude. And those are against yeah. and that that's after giving up 30 something to the Dolphins. They haven't played him yet, dude. Uh-huh. Him him ain't got nobody to throw to. He'll throw to himself. Dude, wouldn't that be like you remember doing that as a kid? There's no way. <laughs> that would be so much fun. <laughs> Just like he would he would throw it up to himself and the wind would knock it back ten yards. Probably. Well, I don't know. Is it? it you, oh yeah, it is in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, that under sailing. Thirty nine. Donkey cock lock. Under. Put your mortgage on the over. Put your mortgage on under thirty. Get like plus six hundred. Fucking watch them score like nineteen total points. Be like thirteen to six. It's just the ugliest fucking thing you've ever seen. All right. It's time to wrap this show up. All right. Since I uh, embarrassed myself singing last week, I'm not going to do it again. So. Oh, come on. I'll put Bear the down. Put Chicago Bears. Goodbye. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube